Hi guys, welcome to the fifth episode already of Dr. Agile. My name is Sander Dirt and I will be your doctor. In this series, we answer questions from Agile practitioners regarding misconceptions, practice scenarios, or just common challenges that these Agile practitioners face. If you want to be part of this, these episodes, these series, let me know through LinkedIn or the Discord community. That's a good reminder of our thriving Discord community just rapidly expanding and growing. So we would love to welcome you there as well. Now for this episode, my Canadian friend Anthony Savellas is joining us with some really good questions on what to do with backlog spillover at the end of the sprint and how to make the captured improvement items in your sprint retrospective transparent afterwards. Let's go to our office. Anthony. Welcome to the doctor's office. What can I do for you? Yeah, so I have this issue where uh, it seems that every sprint that I go through with my team, um, my team always ends up with stories that end up being carried over sprint after sprint, uh, sometimes multiple sprints. And I'm curious about exactly how I can... Uh, can solve this this issue. I, I mean, I, I've I've reached out to others, and you know, people seem to be having the same issue. It's a very common thing, indeed. But what have you tried? What are the things that you notice? Is there any underlying reason that seems to be popping up, or that that's a recurring theme? Well, i I have seen some stories uh, that are possibly too big uh, mm -hmm. that needs to be broken down. Uh, I've also looked at, um, you know, sometimes we don't account for people going on vacation or people getting sick. So there's not a big enough buffer. Um, but those are the only things that I've come up with personally. All right. So there are some issues that you can take into account during Creating the creation of the forecast. So in your sprint planning, be a little bit more conservative. Um, but that's that's just part one. I'll get into that uh, in a minute. Okay. The biggest underlying issue is underestimating what's actually valuable. You know, if there are things that in, in each sprint you're carrying stuff over uh, into the next sprint, are those things really valuable? And what's happening? Uh, what's being considered in pulling those items in. Uh, what I feel or what I see happening quite a bit is a corporate disease, and it's very infectious, called TANS, T-A-N-S. There's always a next sprint. This is a corporate mindset, a really diluted mindset, and it's, uh, it's, it's damaging your value delivery ability. What that means there's always another sprint is where people and, and scrum teams don't Carefully consider what's actually valuable. What do we need to deliver right now? And what can we do later? And why is that? In most uh, cases that I see that I've diagnosed with TANS is that there's no clear distinction on the actual value. And there's also no sense of urgency because most scrum teams are being funded um, throughout the year just a year is in ahead and people feel that sense of security anyway anyway so there's no necessary necessarily a burning platform that uh, platform for them 
to deliver right now because there is no what if. If you don't make it, nothing happens. We'll be secured of a job anyway. So if you would change that funding, and this is an extreme example, but if you would change that funding into a startup mindset where your funding would depend on outcomes and impacts, like these are the things that we want to do. These are the, the product backlog items that we're going to turn into a valuable increment because we think this is going to sort this and this effect. And we're going to go for that outcome. We're going to achieve those outcomes and those goals. And if we don't make it, then we don't get any money to actually run the next three sprints. That's a whole lot uh, different from we'll always have a job. Our, our position has been funded anyway. That's what I see is one of the most common things recurring like what's the most valuable thing uh, that we can deliver right now how is it going to help us move forward to those to that product goals and tell me if this resonates with you as well as where this comes up this situation continues you have no clear distinction between things that are valuable and fluff that's being added just for the hell of it so you get a bloated polluted uh, product with a whole lot of solutions or Features that not everyone might necessarily be using. Could that yeah, be the so case with you as well? There there are times where that happens. And instead of carrying it over into the next sprint, uh, I, I try to um, recommend the product owner bring it into the product backlog to, um, to uh, take a look at it. And see, is it still valid? If we're carrying it over multiple sprints, then what is the point of of doing this story if it never gets done? Exactly. And what's the what's the usual response that you get? Um, yeah, okay, let's take a look at it. <laughs> Could you and imagine? Sometimes, this? Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say sometimes it works um, where the story becomes null and void, and we get rid of it fantastic uh but other times no we really need this uh for part of the product so we need to carry this over could you imagine this being an actual doctor's office and you come in with this issue and your doctor's like uh we'll see it'll be like (laughs) this could be life endangering we need to do something right now and that's the mentality that scrum teams also need we gotta fix stuff right away deliver value and pull the plug as soon as the actual value expectation has been delivered. That way you'll save a whole lot of money. You'll be managing risk. But that's a hard thing to do. It's it, it's really hard to put your finger on that value. Um, recently, we had Will Sailor in the uh, in the podcast, in the Mastering Agility podcast, where he was discussing these kind of flow metrics, uh, checking the average age and the, how long it takes to go for, for product backlog items to go through the development cycle. That's an interesting thing as well to see if for how long these items have been on your product backlog. I mean, if it takes that long to actually be delivered, why are they there? For whom are you creating such a thing? Uh, if it's not being delivered and no one is asking or demanding it for for it to be delivered, why is it even there? I mean, Agreed. I've seen teams that have product backlog items for over a year on their backlog before it was even considered to be pulled into a sprint. This is not necessarily going to help you move forward to any product goal. 
Yeah. Well, the good news is, um, you know, because of this issue, uh, it solved another issue that we were having was um, where the product backlog just became so polluted with all these stories that were no longer valid. They, they didn't hold any value. They weren't bringing anything to the product. So it was a great chance for um, me to help the PO to flush through the backlog. So that was a good thing. Exactly. What did you see was the, the, the effect of the sorted? Um, a lot clearer, uh, defined backlog on, you know, what is really needed, uh, for the product and how we're going to get there. So, um, you know, it's, it's an actual story as opposed to, um, if you will, a back and forth all over the place, um, no real direction. No, exactly. So do you look at also looking at the sprint reviews? Uh, is that a moment to actually actually check in uh, on the progress towards product goals? Like the, the items or the increment that we've now created are going to help us because of X reason? Or is that yes. something that's being skipped? All right, that's a good thing. So there is some feeling of value and why that, that's happening. Yes. Summing that up, according to professional scrum, what you need to do with stuff that remains is consider why is it still remaining at the end of the sprint? Is it still valuable? If not, throw it away. If it is still valuable, consider what to do with it. Uh, so, uh, what I mean with that is either put it in the next sprint backlog or, or in the product backlog, also do a re-estimation of the work remaining. And especially that last part is something that a lot of teams struggle with as well, where they say, yeah, well, just for the for the sake of the example, we estimated it at 40 story points, uh, but now we've done 20 in this sprint, but that's not going to be reflected if we do a re-estimation. So we are just going to put 20 uh, story points with the current sprint. Well, no, because they weren't done. Your your product backlog guidance was, was not done. Therefore, that 20 that was not invested from the 40 that you initially estimated is not reflecting in your your uh, your burn downs or whatever charts that you're using. Yes. That's too bad. It's not done. And then you put it back. You have a discussion, and then you continue. Does that help you? Yes, it does. Thank you. Cool. Any other questions? Um, I do have another question. Uh, with regards to learnings that are captured from the retrospective. Um, so as you know, with a lot of retrospectives, there are some learnings to be carried over to the next sprint and future sprints. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm doing this with my team, yet my team um, discounts the learnings and don't apply them to the future sprints, um, how do I uh, allow them to see that? How are they currently being made transparent? Uh, usually with the learnings, um, they are posted on the retro board and, um, and the, all the team members are capable of uh, going back because they have access to the board 
and uh, and they're able to see those learnings again. Okay, so yeah, basically you have a separate board for just for the learnings, and then you have your product backlog as well. Correct. That would be the first thing to try. This these learnings coming out of the retrospective, these potentially impactful improvement items, as the Scrum Guide describes it, are pieces of work that need to be performed for the product, whether that's on the process side, on the individual, on the people side, whether that's on the tech side, it doesn't really matter. It's work for the product to be done, and therefore they need to end up either on the product backlog or on the sprint backlog. So make them transparent over there. They can repeatedly bring them in. Uh, For instance, during your sprint uh, planning, during your daily scrum, like this is the work that needs to be done. how is this going to help us move forward to, to uh, the, the achievement of sprint goals? In the daily scrum, you create your 24-hour plan uh, for the achievement and, and raising the achievement likelihood of the achievement of the sprint goal. How are these learnings going to help us improve and get to that point? If you make them transparent and people are being... What's the right word for that? It's, it stays on top of mind, if you will. Mm. Right. And if it's, it's if it's put into a separate board that no one ever looks at, then it becomes really hard for them to actually do something actively with it. It's a good point. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's it's, yeah. it's it's the same as well. We know our house can burn down. Let's go buy fire extinguishers or smoke detectors, and then you put the smoke detectors somewhere in the basement, and then you don't ever do anything with it again. Like, all right. It's there. We're not using it, but we have it. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Scrum is about transparency, inspection, and adaptation. And at this point, you're stuck at just inspecting, saying, my house is on fire, then do nothing with it. You're just going to stand there, watch the house burn down, think, oh, we could smoke some marshmallows with this. And then that's basically all that's going on. (laughs) Right. Does it resonate with you? Yes, it does. Thank you. Cool. Are there any other things that I can help you with? No, that's it. Thank you. Awesome. Hope it helps. Hope to never see you back. If you have more questions, please let me know. I appreciate it. Most welcome. I think the scenarios that Anthony brought in are very common and affect your ability to work with empiricism as your transparency is being affected. So if you are in the same situation, you're experiencing the same things that Anthony was just describing, Please address them as soon as possible. Again, I would love to see in our Mastering Agility Discord community where we discuss these kind of scenarios as well. The link will be in the show notes. So I hope to welcome you guys there. If not, hope you tune in with the next episode of the Mastering Agility Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week. Hope you have an amazing day. See you then. Thank you.